This is Jack Gottlieb with the L&D Transmission Podcast where business leaders share their advice. It's five questions in nine minutes because talent development needs to create value and generate results quickly that balance immediate needs and long-term transformation. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. All right, Jack, thanks for having me here. So my name is Eric Grant. Uh, I am a commercial leader uh, in L&D. I've been uh, in the business selling the healthcare industry for over 30 years. Uh, I'm an engineer by training, but I've been really fortunate to have roles in R&D, pure mm-hmm. you know, research and development in the lab. I, I've had opportunities to actually do project management and marketing work, et cetera, uh, in manufacturing spaces and with small pharma companies. I've had the opportunity to carry bagging and sell in the pharmaceutical industry, lead sales teams in pharma, as well as training teams and sales operations teams, just to name a few. I I feel real fortunate in that over the years, I've really been able to put my hand in that commercial cookie jar, if you will, and take on those roles so that when I do sit down at a table as an L&D leader, I really have a good, strong perspective of my peers, what's going through their minds, what's important to them, and also how to best collaborate. That's fantastic. And I think that intersection is really key to my next question, right? Because it all threads in. What is the best thing about being in learning and development today? You know what? Today is an interesting place to be in L&D versus maybe five years ago. And what's exciting about it is, and you know, I know I'm in the pharma space, uh, but out, even outside of pharma, I know L&D is often seen as an order taker, right? A drive-through window. You know, we need to be trained on this with really no explanation as to why. And, you know, post-COVID, COVID disrupted a lot of things. And I, I don't think teams that have typically done things for a long time and can lean on that, uh, I don't think they have all the answers anymore. And they're looking for guidance. And I really do think, and you know, there's a qualifier here that as an L&D leader, if you're able to dig into the data, if you're able to be evidence-based, if you're able to kind of see where things are going and identify those trends and bring them to leadership, I think now more than ever, I'm not saying everyone is just waiting for us to beat down the door, but I think leadership and partners are more receptive to feedback about our people and about how they learn and about what they need, given all the constraints that have been disrupted by COVID and that people now want to work from home. They've reassessed their their work-life balance and what's important to them. Uh, They learn a little bit differently. And not everyone has all the answers. And I think that's what's exciting about being at Allen D now, and that is if you can position yourself to leverage data and to be a consultant to the business, you're no longer, if you were in that space of being that drive-through window, you're actually contributing member of the team. Uh, that's a lever to drive business results. That's a phenomenal point. It's it's one that is a asset and driver of the business, mm-hmm. not an order taker, right? So it's being more of an embedded partner, right? Building capability, not just skill. And how does it really create commercial customer and or consumer value through that commercial lens, but ultimately helping to be that value stream 
versus just a workflow that drives the business. It's a different, it's a different discipline. It's a business within the business beyond just a cost center, right? Or, right. or the first thing to cut, which is, you know, that's been around for a long time. I think you're 100% accurate. With that being said, executives I know and discussions I, I, I there's always this always is quote unquote coming up or just part of the context of the landscape of business, which is expectations will continually evolve. Landscape of how L and D on its own and or with talent, HR, culture, change, workforce plant, right, as an epicenter for the business, whether it's center of excellence, shared service, right? An embedded aspect in the overall. How do you see things continually shifting internally, externally? How do you see that? So look, I, I can give you perspective from, you know, my my last role and that and that was within pharma, right? And I think, and it, it's probably changing in, in other industries as well. And I think the the way we influence customers is changing, right? Uh speaking again. From the pharma side, so apologies to those that, that aren't informed if this isn't relevant, but number one, access to the customer is different. Those people that may have been part of the influencing model within an office, and you know, you could bridge that to even within just the business, have changed. You know, some people that were there live all the time, such as billing people, they may be working from home now all the time. Yeah. So if you have a sales that walks into an office and you have a product that's that has some complexities as it relates to billing encoding, you know, it may be difficult for them to, you know, educate and inform that person, whereas before they were just part of the team in the office, right? Uh, you know, formularies change. Uh, there's also now a lot of AI that's taking place where they look at, you know, next best response or next that next best answer, right? Where you may have had someone that's been, you know, in this space selling, whether it's pharma or furniture or whatever, right? And they've been doing it a certain way for a long period of time. Now you have an analytic approach looking at the customer and buying patterns and things along those lines and previous messages. And, you know, based on data that's put into uh, a machine, right, a big black box, it's coming up with recommendations on what to do either in terms of what you should cover with the person or send them, you know, auto-generated emails or texts or what have you. So, you know, I think, there's a shift there. Now, some people may embrace that. Some people may fight it. Uh, and, and I think, you know, again, you know, COVID was kind of a, a catalyst to a lot of this change as it relates to now, you know, offices and buildings uh, are just structured differently. Uh, it's not the same brick and mortar that we're used to. And uh, I think our people need to, you know, get accustomed to it. And also our leadership needs to get accustomed to it. I think people can recognize that there's a change there, but they may also feel and be stuck in the past, right? And and still think business is operating the same, and it's not. And I think the key to success is really understanding, you know, not going off the deep end, right? And using AI to the nth degree, right? But definitely not dismissing it either. And I, I think there has to be this, you know, Goldilocks piece where we find what's right, right in the middle. Uh, and, it, you know, just speaking to that AI piece, I remember not that long ago, you know, we introduced the iPad into the sales environment and everyone was all over it and everything needed, but no one understood it. 
and no one understood what the iPad could do or not. And they thought that it would solve everyone's problems and it did. So I just think, you know, technology wise, you know, we need to understand what it can do and what it can't, but also we can't just look back at the good old days and think that that's the way to kind of leverage or, or, or influence change. I think that, you know, that's changed and that ship has sailed. No, I totally agree. I, my belief has always been technology's main goal is to extend human touch, not replace it. Yeah. There, there's still a bit of a just exponential opportunity, potential, limitless with the future of just technology, period, AI notwithstanding. But with it comes a level of discipline not to have it replace, not to have it um, overly augment. You know, there's a lot of great stories out there about what it's done for people just in diagnosing conditions that otherwise doctors have not, which I just read the other day. Um, so again, right, we'll never go back. We just have to put it in its proper place so it's extending, elevating, not mm-hmm. not replacing us. And I don't mean that from a workforce standpoint. I'm just talking about generally minds and hearts and fully tapping into that versus everything going through that before you've even had a thought. Yeah. Agree. We could do that all day. That's so bucks all day. That being said, what strategic guidance or advice would you offer, you know, peers of yours in the world of heading of L and D talent, HR threaded between what guidance would you give as they are leading, will be leading, or have already led and are now like, wait a minute, we need to do more transformation from an L and D standpoint? What what advice would you give? So so I think to add the most value to the business and also sustainability in terms of, you know, people's L&D, L&D careers, you know, and I touched on it before and it's really, you know, asking yourself that question, am I the drive through window or am I a strategic partner for the business? And if you can kind of get yourself into the mindset of, I want to be that strategic partner, I think that begins to add value to what training can be. Sure. Right. I know, again, leading on the pharma side of the business, many people in pharma, you know, pass through training as part of their career and they think, oh yeah, I've done training. I, I'm just going to tell you what to do. And, you know, training too has changed, right? And and I, I really do think that if we can, you know, almost like evidence-based medicine, right? If, if we can begin to leverage data uh, to, to see the skills of what our people are doing. If we can get a sense of, you know, what are the marketing and strategic initiatives of the company and kind of test to see if our people are there yet, yeah. you know, and formulate a plan as it relates to what do our people need, then we can provide, get ahead of the curves and provide that information to leadership and craft a program versus, you know, someone shooting from the hip. Right. And and again, I'm talking about pharma and sales, but I think this applies to everyone where you have one senior leader and one person bends their ear on one issue. And all of a sudden that issue now is the flavor of the year. Yeah. Right. And it's so dangerous because it's not based on data. Right. It's based on inference. It's based on one, you know, something happening once. So I think if we're able to, to do those things and, and really be a consultant to the business, then there's sales, there's marketing, there's L and D, right? It's not just sales and marketing. We we actually, in many cases, are that intersection between sales and marketing, right? 
and we can actually have a voice it's a saying what is really happening what really needs to be done you know is it you know your representatives training or is it your managers not following up are your people getting coached are we setting expectations and pulling it through and being able to measure that and report that back to the business it's those types of things if i read give people advice if you're a new lnd leader uh you know if you want to pass through lnd onto your next role well then just be the order taker don't create any waves right and get your next job yeah but if you're actually looking to leverage this as a craft and to be a strategic lever in the business then i would say you know we need to be leaders and we need to kind of take what tools are available to us and uh you know help provide some information to the business as to what it may mean yeah that's a great point transition right off of that is our last question to drive that intention focus discipline albeit agile and obviously really commensurate with what's going on in the business what are the two, one or two mindsets or critical skills that we must build to be successful in the new world of L&D? No, I'd agree. And Jack, it's a great question. And I think there's really two things. Number one, it's business acumen. You know, for you to really be able to, as I just mentioned, be that advisor to the business, you need to know the business. You know, are you sitting in sales meetings or, or you know, or those types of meetings if they're, they're being held in your organization to understand what's coming, what initiatives are coming down the pipe, right? So I think number one is under, you know, getting that business acumen under your belt, really understanding what's happening in the business, but also, you know, what, what is the business plan look like for 2024? Is there a business planning process? Are you a part of it? Is your yeah. team a part of it? Right. I think that's number one. Number two, I, I think it's really leadership courage. Right. And, mm. if, and having that enterprise view and not being afraid to kind of state your opinion. Right. We're not looking to, you know, make anyone look foolish, but at least give someone an alternate perspective based on data, based on what you're seeing. Right. If you're if you're responsible for new buyer training and you're finding out people are coming prepared and you're finding out that, you know, their leaders are working with them prior to, you know, then that's a problem and that that needs to be voiced yeah right there's a delicate balance there between not trying to create any ways and try to do the right thing for love that i think that's really pertinent and timely timely in in support uh it was fantastic first it was such a pleasure having you on thank you so much for bringing not only the perspective from a macro environment but also just from an intentional point of view, which is to say, hey, there is where we really need to just kind of in a very granular way start to really move forward. So first, thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. This is Jack God with the LMD Transformation Podcast. For more insights and ideas, you can go right here to our main hub. Also go on to LinkedIn, Spotify, Apple, Google, as well as Amazon. Again, thank you so much, Eric. It was amazing. No, thank you. Appreciate it.